0: This is K-Wings Corner. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim McKinney. Welcome back, K-Wings fans. Sorry that we uh, missed you last week. I just had a personally bad week and couldn't fit any time in for my friend Chris Godot, the play-by-play announcer and public relations director for our K-Wings. So since we last spoke a couple of weeks ago, there's been some roster changes. Uh, We're on what games two and three of a three game road swing currently sitting at two three and one three games back to back to back this weekend uh the finale at home here at wings event center on sunday so since we last spoke roster changes things going on with the team uh what are some of the storylines that we need to be in tune with this week you know for some of us that uh you know aren't diehards like some of uh the beloved k wings fans out there
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, K Wings alternate captain Eric Bradford got called up to the Cleveland Monsters. On Tuesday of last week, and my apologies as well, we had an Ascent podcast queued up for you fans and literally just got done recording, walked down from the broadcast booth, and Eric got that outstanding news that he's going to get an opportunity to compete one level underneath the NHL, so we're extremely excited for him. The K-Wings signed Waylon Parrish from Pensacola. Uh, He did not play in Friday's game, and he ended up getting the start on Saturday, Uh, He he did extremely well filling his role uh, for for that game. Uh, He was released uh, on Sunday, and then the K-Wings get back forward Tyler Irvine from Cleveland, his first time coming to the K-Wings, so we're excited. Had an outstanding year last season, uh, 40-plus points with Anirondack, earned himself a contract in the AHL, so he's going to come and anchor that forward line. Logan Landon gets the call up to the Chicago Wolves. He's playing in the day game right now that should be uh, going final, not to time check our our podcast, but they had an early day game here on Wednesday. And then we got news yesterday and just made live um, being on Tuesday uh, that Pavel Cajun, the goaltender for uh, the backup goaltender at the time, with Cleveland is coming down to be with the K-Wings. So the K-Wings released two players, Tanner Nagel and then goaltender Hunter Vorba. Uh, Vorba is going to go back to the SPHL and uh, pretty much be on call if the K-Wings need him to come back. So excited that uh, Hunter was able to make this roster. Um, and then do what he did in his limited actions, sub two goals against average, um, and did exactly what he needed to do. But he gets to go get fresh in last year's SBHL Goaltender of the Year um, and get some starts under his belt before he comes back. As far as, as storyline, still really early on the young season. Two, three, and one, a lot of learning, the cohesion uh, still coming together. But you have players, uh, rookies that, that are stepping up. You have five points out of Mason McCarty who's leading the team in points. Uh, Matheson Acapelli uh, off to a hot start. Three power play goals, four goals overall. Um, And then Evan Cormier, who comes in in his second start uh, a week ago, uh, a week from Saturday, excuse me, um, and gets the big-time shutout. uh, Two wins in that week and is uh, ECHL Warrior Hockey Goaltender of the Week. Um, And you look at the weekend set last week. The K-Wings were able to take a point out of the set, overtime loss, to Toledo, uh, of which they battled the entire game. Uh, They ended up taking the lead early in the third period, 3-2, to and four minutes left in the game. Toledo was able to tie and win in overtime. And then they had a tough outing in Indy. Definitely some learning going on that first road game of the season. And I expect it to be a lot of it cleaned up coming into Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. So they'll head to Wheeling, then Toledo, and then come home for Indy. The Camp K-Wings game here where the first 1,000 fans are going to receive a K-Wings mug. Also, it's going to be the first time since COVID protocols have been lifted that players are going to skate the ice with fans after the game. So super excited in that regard to to get back to action. And I think the biggest positive out of everything that's happened thus far has been the K-Wings special teams. Uh, You look at the first game of the season, the home opener, you give up four power play goals. And immediately you're dumped to the bottom of the penalty kill uh, rankings and you're, you're watching them climb. But this team has only given up one goal over the last five. They were 6-for-6 six six in Indy. Uh, in that Indy game, they lost a defenseman to a major in a game misconduct in the first period. So skating five defensemen the rest of the way out. That definitely tells a little bit of the tale of what happened on Saturday. But 89% on the penalty kill since And then they're at 24% on the power play, good enough for top five in the ECHL. So you put strong goaltending, strong special teams, and you start making adjustments in your zone retrievals and your exits and start standing up at that neutral zone like they have done in the games that they've won. And it's just only a matter of time before what I like to call the the buster game where, you know, it's six, seven, eight goals in a game. Then you just see this offense take take shape and take fire. Now you brought up Cormier, you
0: brought up the goaltending. It feels like there's been a lot of changes. Maybe I'm naive. I don't know. What exactly is going on in net? Because, you know, we had Gorsuch at the beginning of the season. Now we got Cormier, we got Cajun. What what exactly is going on in net?
1: So I think it's a, it goes to the head coach in trusting Joel Martin. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame goaltender uh, in his playing career, uh, and he is going to do whatever he has to do to ensure that this team has the most talented lineup in the moment uh, in, in the goaltender ranks. Uh, and Evan Cormier is a goaltender coming down from Manitoba that suffered an injury and is coming back, and he has NHL aspirations. Uh, So you get a a team like Manitoba and their affiliations to the NHL um, and you see Joe Martin as a coach and you go, you know what, I want that goaltender to go get his reps with that coach. So, Immediately when Cormier becomes available, then it's an assessment of talent at that moment and who's going to to be the best replacement. Um, And my love for Trevor Gorsuch and Trevor Gorsuch's love for this organization could not be bigger. And the same with the relationship between Joel Martin and Trevor Gorsuch. It was just a decision at that point to be able to stack the best two goaltenders at the moment at that time. So Trevor moves on. then you move forward and you you get the starts uh, from from Evan Cormier and they're they're gleaming. Um, A lot of what happened on Saturday night, uh, you know, is a testament to, you know, different types of assignments. And, you know, you hope the the hope always is that and it doesn't always happen at the ECHL level is that you have a goaltender in net that's going to steal you a hockey game. Mm -hmm. And Evan Cormier is that guy. Now you get Pavel Cajun who comes in and he comes down. And because of him coming down, that means that you need to make sure that your backup goaltender at the time has, uh, has reps. And that that's exactly what it is. Hunter's is young um, and they give him an opportunity to go get some big time starts down in the SVHL uh, and with the assumption that if anything happens in the ranks here with two AHL goaltenders, that you have a admiral goaltender that's going to come back and, and fill a spot immediately. And really excited to see Pavel get a chance to to come through and to get his reps 2-2 two and two on the season with Cleveland thus far with a 3.29 goals against average, 8.87 save percentage, and that's up in the A. Uh, last season with the Kitchener Rangers in the OHL, 21-18-4 record sustained Action uh, with a sub four goals against and a 900 save percentage. So that tells you a lot. Last season, you know, Trevor Gorsuch finishing the year just dancing above three, three point, 3.00 in, in the goals against department, but a close to 900 save percentage, lots of shots on goals making saves so if you can look in and hone it on a goaltender's save percentage and it being up above 900 that tells you yes talent and that's what earned him a two-year deal with Cleveland and now he gets a chance to come here to the K-Wings and again to learn under a Hall of Fame goaltender who is going to take the time once the head coaching duties are taken care of to really pour into this team
0: now I believe I was told this morning that there was a bit of an injury. Anything to report on that end? From? I don't remember who. uh, Jim McKinney, who you know is like Mr. K-Wings. He he said it was an injury. Maybe it was a different team. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But is there anything to report on the injury end? Anybody dealing with anything nagging like that?
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, week to week in the aspect with... um... Daniel D'Amico uh, suffered the, the butt of a stick that came up into his eye uh, against Toledo in that uh, first game against them last Saturday. Uh, so he is going to, uh, he should be back here very soon. They're taking it. Um, lots of precautions with, with the high ball. Obviously, um, tests that I'm not privy to know about uh, in that regard. But I just know that I talked to him this morning. He's feeling good. Um, he's shut down right now. Uh, just to make sure that the tests keep coming back good and excited to see that rookie get going. And then lower body injury suffered um, to Shaw Boomhauer, uh, and he's going week to be week-to-week as well to see when he comes back.
0: Uh, so we've got the home game on Sunday. You mentioned that it's uh, – uh, what was the promotion again? Camp Gay Wings. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I'm looking forward to the mug, by the way. I was told that uh, Tony's going to hook me up with one for my birthday, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. But – um. When we get back at home, I mean, what are we looking at as far as schedules, kind of promotions going on? Obviously, we're going to hear from Tony in a couple of weeks.
1: Um, So, like, what do we got once we return home? Super light week next week, and that's kind of the buffer for let's strap in for the end of November and then getting... Into January when when things pick up, so their K Wings get a complete week off before they head out to Iowa for the first time this season. Uh, that'll be a Sunday game at 3:05, our time because uh, they work in Central.
0: Have you been out there yet? I have. It's beautiful. I dude. I grew. I lived in Cedar Rapids for a year, uh, which for those of you who don't know, it's about a half hour north of Iowa City in Coralville, where the X. I think it's the Xtreme Arena, something like mm-hmm. that, because they have a different internet out there. Beautiful facilities. The people out there deserve that franchise. Um, so that's going to be a good game. And then we're back home, I believe, what Wednesday the 23rd, the day after my birthday,
1: against Iowa. Correct. So they, they're going to come back uh, three days later, and we'll get it going with that. And just to, to drop back a second, if you're going to pick any road game to travel with the team... Cornwall, Iowa is where you want to go. The hotel is connected to the arena. Um, They have built up that area with great food. Uh, I personally am looking forward to the cookie shop. Uh, You can get a a cookie the size of a kid's pizza uh, (laughs) for three bucks, and they have a whole bunch of different flavors and fun names to it. I've been told by the family that I am not to return home without a dozen to to put out. Uh, My daughter... (laughs) My daughter even made the suggestion last season, Dad, w- why don't we add some ice cream to this? Uh, I floated a text to, to Nick because the, the cookies were a hit, and he's like, I'm on it. Um, so just excited, and if you're going to be able to make it out to any road games, uh, Iowa's the place to go.
0: I've got a couple for you. Um, if you're out there, Coralville, just north of Iowa City, University of Iowa is there. I suggest you go down there have some drinks, do some bar hopping, that kind J. of Divine stuff. David Vine
1: took me over to check out the stadium. And yes. It was beautiful.
0: If you can make a trip where you can do a hockey game and a football game at Iowa, you got to do the wave to the Children's Hospital. Do that. But a couple of suggestions for pizza. Polly Eyes in Iowa City. And need pizza in Cedar Rapids, about a half hour north. Mm-hmm. If you like thin, New Haven-style, Connecticut, New York-style pizza, I'm telling you, the guy... Learn from a guy in Chicago. Go have it if you like pizza. Taking notes now? <laughs> so uh, the 23rd, like we were talking about before we got sidetracked, that's lavender ice, right?
1: Yeah, one of the biggest nights of the season and holds a special place in I think all of our hearts. Anybody that's been been touched by cancer, it's a part of the NHL's Hockey Fights Cancer Initiative. Um, K-Wings uh, are going to have some, some nice warm-up jerseys for that game. And it's also going to be the first two, six, nine night of the season. So $2 beers, $6 wing baskets, $10 tickets. Just remember if you buy tickets the day of there's the, the 10, the dollar increase for the painted ice game. Um, and it, it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a giveaway. We'll have rally towels that are uh, Sharpie writable so you can hold it up and show who you fight for. Um, I, and I think as I said before, everybody has Cancer, how cancer has touched their life. Myself, um, my aunt, uh, a huge, huge proponent in my life. Uh, We lost her about uh, 13 years ago, but I got a chance to spend time with her when I was stationed in Southern California, and she lived in California. And I'm just really excited to be able to to write her name on on my card and my towel and to show who I fight for.
0: Yeah, personally, for me, it'd be my grandma, uh, thankfully, a survivor, um, like six, seven years uh, in remission, but. Uh, did lose um, my wife's grandfather um, about a year and a half ago, so that one does hit home for us. Uh, we will definitely be there in honor
1: of him. Um, then we have Thanksgiving, right? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah to, to, benefit, to, to, to make it a little bit more lighter in the room. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends if you're a Lions fan. <laughs> It's gonna be nice to wallow in pain with with the fellow fans for the first time in a long, long time. Being back in the state of Michigan, but but there is good news. I'm hearing Josh Allen's not going to be the starting quarterback, so maybe it'll be a closer game uh, than 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 I was expecting when looking at that schedule at the beginning of the year.
0: Uh, did you see my Halloween costume? I did. <laughs> I called myself Larry the Loser Lions fan. I, I showed up to work in a Lions jersey and bag? a bag over my head.
1: Not the bag, but
0: Anyways, so the day after Thanksgiving, Friday, uh, which is Black Friday, which I don't think is a big deal anymore with online shopping and stuff, uh, we do have a special
1: game for that as well. Yeah, seventies alumni night, which is exciting. I've gotten confirmation that uh Kevin Shamhorn will be in the building uh thus far, along uh Neil Meadmore if weather's permitting, him getting back from family uh in Canada or coming to him. Uh and then uh George Gagne uh, is going to be here as well. Uh, So the lineup and the list is growing as we get closer to the date uh, as uh, the 70s alumni continue to to float in RSVPs. Also going to be a $3 Friday presented by Bud Light. $3 beers, sodas, and hot dogs. Uh, That's 7 p.m. start. Uh, Always seem to have a really big turnout uh, historically from what I've seen uh, through the numbers uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, and that's that's exciting uh, as well. Then you fast forward two days later, uh, it's going to be Autism Awareness Day, another promotion that's super close to my heart. I grew up in in a group home. My mom was a manager um, of, a, of a disabled uh, people's house. Uh, so to be able to, to give back to the autism community uh, is exciting. We'll also have Uh, The first 1,000 fans are going to get a K-Wings autism beanie, which is uh, exciting for that as well. Uh, In between there, uh, we got to head to Indy for a game on Saturday. Uh, We'll we'll be seeing Indy a lot this season, but then it's to hit the road. We're going to Florida, uh, which is a a good turn of events uh, as the weather starts to turn here in Michigan. Get to go to my mom's, to where my mom lived for about 14 years uh, in Estero, Florida, to hit the Everblades we'll, on November 30th. Uh, so we'll get some of the best teams down south and then over to Orlando on Thursday. And then we'll get a day off to come back to Estero for a Saturday game. Um, and those road trips, from what I felt last year when we went to Worcester, is a, a culminating moment for the hockey team. Uh, you get a chance to really get on the road with each other. You get to do some sightseeing as well. Hopefully there will be some golf involved. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get my my clubs on the trailer uh, so that way we can get out and do that. Uh, but it's just a, a great time for the coaching staff and for the players to really come together and some top-tier hockey. The Everblades last year's Kelly Cup champions, and, and they're bringing it again this year. So a nice measuring stick as well when you're on the road.
0: Yeah, and you're going to wrap up that trip in Florida with a game in Toledo on December 7th, and then we are back home for a couple more games. That's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, December 9th, going to be Teddy Bear Toss Night, which is always a fun night here at Wings Event Center.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the first one that I'm going to witness, but super cool to see the ice littered with with uh, with teddy bears, and I it all supports a great cause. So super excited for that. So we, we will
0: hear from uh, Chris next week. The following week, uh, Tony is back in the studio with us. Another Hits 96.5 K-Wings takeover. That's going to be at 4 o'clock Tuesday, November 22nd. Look out for the podcast just after that. Uh, lots of K-Wings hockey going on. Tony's got
1: some big news to break. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, it's, it's going to be – it'll be some – a, a pretty, some pretty awesome news for, for K-Wings ticket buyers. You're going to tease us like that, gonna aren't you? I'm going to
0: tease it. <laughs> I'm going to tease it. Uh, so with that giant cliffhanger from Chris Cadeau, uh, that is all for this uh, K-Wings Corner podcast this week, and we'll hear from you next week, my friend. Thanks for having me.
1: This has been another episode of the K-Wings Corner, a Midwest communications podcast.